The following presentation is brought to you by KMmedia.pro. Please visit KMmedia.pro for more information. Now stay right where you are as we present. Welcome to Positive Talk Radio, evolving ideas, one conversation at a time. Great guests, dynamic stories and interviews, plus new thoughts on a wide range of topics and concepts. I hope that you'll hang with me, Kevin McDonald, my friends, and of course, you, as together we work to understand why we are all here and what we can do to make our world a better place for all of us to be happy, be kind, and live in peace together. Yep, that's Positive Talk Radio. And welcome, everybody, to a Wednesday afternoon version of Positive Talk Radio. My name is Kevin McDonald, and I'm your host here on KKNW for the next hour. And, Eric, we have got a great show today. Can't wait. Yeah, I know, I know. By the way, isn't it, is it going to be 94 again tomorrow? That's what they're saying. Yeah, we do have a heat advisory in effect uh, till tomorrow afternoon. But then it's going to cool down a bit uh, over the weekend. That that's cool. Now, I just want to, as a public service, I want to make sure that everybody's aware that your fur friends, your animals, your dogs, your kitties, do not belong in a car when it's this hot, at really at any time. Uh, but uh, make sure that uh, you take them with you and you don't leave them in the car at all because it could get up when it's ninety four degrees in five minutes flat. It can get up to about one hundred twenty degrees. And that's just not good for your for your animal. And and don't forget your children in the back seat either. So those are just uh, as a public service announcement. We just want to make sure that everybody's aware of that, so that nothing bad happens and that uh, and your animals are well taken care of. And it's interesting that I'm talking about animals because we have a young lady here with us. She is calling all the way from Key West. Is it Key West, Florida? I'm in Marathon, which is just about 50 miles north, so right in the middle. So she is right in the middle of, of a bunch of islands where it's a tropical paradise, and she can go scuba diving and, and snorkeling and, and all that kind of stuff. And did you do any of that? I mostly stay on land with the dogs, believe it or not. I can I can understand <laughs> that. I, I love the beach, but and I love to swim, but that's that's about it. I just enjoy it from the beach. <laughs> oh, very nice. Now, Karen Thomas... Uh, is an animal communicator. She's also was a registered nurse for 30 years. She's an intuitive healer and a best-selling author. And she has a, a book, a chapter in the book of Behind the Power. Is that correct? You have both of them? Yes, yes. The first book was released last October, the um, initial book. And I have a chapter in that, spoke at the event last year. And this year I also have a chapter and I'm also going to be speaking in October. And that is Behind the Power. It is a program that Allison Roberts puts on. It's October 19th through the 21st. Go to allisonroberts.com and you can find out all the information you need about attending either virtually or in person this particular conference. It's going to be three days. It's going to be really good. And I think it is certainly worth your time. As a matter of fact, we had Allison on last week and she also has another program that started today, which is called Painless Pivots to Power. And uh, we actually had several people sign up from the show. So that was yes. really cool. That's amazing. I love that. Yes, it is. <laughs> now, you do, in your animal work, you do something very interesting. 
and very unusual, and I applaud it greatly. Can you tell us how you work with animals and how you help um, senior animals mostly or sick animals, um, and how do you help them? Yeah, so, um, and thank you for the promo you put together, your media department. It was, um, I was just so touched when I saw that because the visuals really show what I do. So I love working with shelter dogs. The homeless dog population has been my my niche since I was seven years old. I started going to shelters and connecting with the dogs. And, um, you know, over the years, I've, I've noticed in all of my volunteer work that a common reason for somebody surrendering an animal, unfortunately, is old age, you know, illness, a medical condition that they can't afford. And it's, it's really heartbreaking because, you know, people, you could have had an animal for 10 years and then right at the end, the most beautiful point in their life, like at the end, you know, the golden years, they get surrendered. And, and it was just so heartbreaking. So I had always dreamed of, I would like to collect all of these dogs, you know, especially the, the big ones. So the hardest to adopt out of a shelter are um, large dogs, dogs with medical issues, you know, end of life, that sort of thing. Um, and I like to take that particular population and pull them out of the shelter and bring them to the sanctuary that I created here called Peyton's Promise Sanctuary and just give them the absolute best end of life care that they can possibly have. So I incorporate my medical history, my career of, you know, with nursing into their medical needs. So there's, I can handle pretty much anything that's given to me medication wise. Um, and then I'll combine that with my absolute love of animals and just, it's just such compassionate work and give them a really, I'm a really soft place for them to land and feel safe and know that they can live out their days here with so much love and so much respect. And big dogs, one of the issues that they have a lot of are hip problems. Yeah. Hip dysplasia is very common. Yes, arthritis, um, hip dysplasia, and, you know, the, the larger the dog, the shorter their lifespan generally. So some dogs can, you know, they don't live very long and it happens fast. Illnesses do happen seven times faster in dogs than they do in humans. It's like, you know, one year is seven, seven years. It's that's the rate of how quickly cancers come up and tumors grow. I mean, it just seems like things can happen overnight and it literally happens a lot faster with them. You know, I lost um, one of my favorite dogs. His name was Crockett and I lost him at eight years old because he had stomach cancer and they said it was, had grown to the size of like a softball in a short period of time. Is that possible? Yeah. It's, it's incredible how fast the cells turn over again, the cells turn over seven, seven times faster. So just think at how fast everything's reproducing, whether it's healthy cells or cancer cells. Um, it just, things really turn over really quickly. Yeah. And that's a large tumor. And they told me that they could take the tumor out and he would, that might buy him um, six months or so. Mm. That's all that would give him. Is that, is that also true? Well, it depends on the situation. 
Um, you know, every, every dog is different. Every animal responds differently. The vets, in my experience, the veterinarians are amazing at what they do and they give it their best guess based on what they have experienced. So it's really hard to give a time to human or animal. You know, it's really because I've seen dogs, I, I have several clients that were given so many months to live. And here we are two, three years later, and they're still going really strong with removal, simple removal, excision of a tumor. So it just depends on the extent, the age, the underlying health issues. Um, yeah, there's, there's a lot of factors that can go into that. You know, I really applaud your work because most of the time people want to they want the early parts of life. They want the, the puppy. They want the young dog that's that's vibrant and alive. And and you tend to gravitate towards the older, the infirmed. And you yeah. do that for a specific reason. Why is that? Well, I love that stage of life. It's there's so much. I don't get me wrong. I love puppies. They are a lot of work. <laughs> but the, the older dogs, and and I noticed this too with my animal communication and connection. It's just there is an incredible amount of wisdom that comes with age. I mean, they have loved. They love unconditionally from the moment they're born. They live in the present moment from the moment they're born so they carry that through and remember everything is like multiplying seven times the speed so by the time they get into their senior years there's like they have these stories to tell and they've just they've had so much experience and there's so much gratitude um puppies are amazing but they're just learning the world so everything's a big question mark and they're curious and i mean i hear great things from them too but the seniors really have my heart and they just that energy level is beautiful. And if they want to sleep all day, I think that's amazing. They can I give them a really beautiful, you know, we have kennels, we have a sofa, we have carpets everywhere, soft music, essential oils diffusing. It's just that age is it's just so beautiful to me. Now, you currently, at least last time we talked, you had a big old guy that yes. you were working with. What's his name? Yes. Yeah. So his name is Bubas or Bubas, the Hispanic pronunciation, which I call him. Um, so when I talked to you a couple weeks ago, I had just gotten him and he was in his. So I did a video on the rule of threes. And I don't know if you've ever heard of the three, three, three rule of bringing an animal into your home. Remind so there, me. There's, there's, um, there are mild, general, loose milestones that, that dogs can go through in the first three days, in the first three weeks, and then in three months. So the first three days is like a really, they can be completely shut down. They're not sure where they are. They're not sure why they're there. They don't know me. You know, they don't know you, that sort of thing. So it can be anything from, really quiet and and hiding to acting out and then after about three weeks you'll start to see the personality come out like once they feel safe in the routine and there's a trust relationship built between the two of you they'll start to kind of show their true colors and people will say wow he's you know he or she is developing behavior problems and i have to remind my clients no no that's his true personality it just he wasn't showing it to you in the beginning. And then after three months, 
they really feel safe. They're settled into the home and they know that, look, you know, we're not going anywhere. This, this is my permanent home now. And they can really, you know, really settle in and integrate into the home. So when we first talked about Bubas, we were still in phase one. And that was the first 72 hours. And I referred to him as a manatee walrus cross because he was very slow and he slept pretty much the first 72 hours and would, he would wake up when I had to do something with him and then go right back to sleep. And he didn't eat, he drank fine. So I wasn't concerned. He didn't have an appetite and he just moved at the rate of molasses. Well, now we are at over just over two weeks and his personality is coming out and he is so funny. He's slightly faster. Um, He discovered squeaky toys I don't think he's ever had toys before. Um, he's not sure. It's like a, he's like an old toddler. He's not sure what's appropriate and what's not. So he tries to put everything in his mouth. Like if I carry a big stack of towels or blankets in for laundry, he'll want to know if that's a toy. So he's he's learning his environment. He's learning what's appropriate. He knew absolutely nothing, manners or commands. So we've been working on sit and he's catching on to that. And I could just see him transforming. We've had about four baths so far. And I give him a massage every day. And I I put a special salve on his skin. And I just take really good care of him. And I can see him like just everything. He's blossoming. He's starting to redistribute weight in a healthy way. Um, His energy level is coming up. He's getting really peppy and excited for his walks. And it's just incredible to see him to see him blooming and what looked like a nine or 10 year old dying dog in Miami-Dade shelter has actually turned out to be, my vet thinks, he's more like a six year old dog who may not have serious medical problems, which is fantastic. So he may be my mascot for a while. <laughs> that's, that's that's really cool. That yeah. You're, you're able to kind of save him from the life that he had, which was not good. You know, I can't imagine what it would be like to be a puppy and to go to what you think is your forever home. And you're there for a number of years. And then you get turned over into the shelter. And because you're an animal communicator, and this is why I'm asking this question, you can actually talk to them in regards to their fears and all of that. And so they go, they go from a home that they thought that was their forever home and the people that they loved, and then they're no longer there. Then they're in this shelter, yeah. and it's it's scary because they don't know what to expect next because their whole world got pulled away from them. Yeah, their whole world got pulled away from them, and they're grieving. I mean, that was that was their family. That was even if this is this is the part that's really. This is, this is what breaks a lot of people's hearts. It break, broke mine in the beginning, but I can, I understand it. Even if they are abused, neglected, emotionally, physically, whatever, they still love that person unconditionally. It's crazy to believe, but they still, because they don't have our human ego filter or that type of thing. So even if somebody beat the crap out of a particular dog, and that dog was taken away by law enforcement or whatever, 
that dog will still grieve the loss of that person because that was his person and that's how loyal and dedicated and amazing they are. So a lot of the work um, that I've done over the years in my volunteer work, and I still work with our county shelter here locally, I've done a lot of trauma releasing on them. Um, there's an emotional freedom technique. It's a tapping technique on mm. guardian points on the body. Um, I was, I've been trained in that on humans as well as animals. It's just as effective with animals. And boy, did I have to do a lot of tapping on animals just to get them to you know, I would, so I would have my own little orientation when they came in the first day, or it, as, as soon as I can get my hands on them on new admissions at the shelter, I would take them and, you know, first of all, tell them they're safe, let them know exactly where they are, why they're here, and they did nothing wrong. It's really important to let them know it's not their fault, it's for their safety. And um, I love to give everyone a bath when they first come in, because I'm doing several different things. I'm giving them a massage. Okay. So I'm getting the circulation going. I'm also simultaneously doing energy work and just kind of like, you know, massaging their acupressure points and just making sure they're getting balanced and directing energy through their paws and just having that conversation that look, we are all safe. And this is your place to heal. Like this is your, this is your place to heal for getting ready for the next phase of your life, whatever that looks like. Um, and I, I do, I tell them that their, you know, their contract was up with that human or that family and it wasn't your fault and you served them well and whatever lessons they learned from you, they learned and now they have to move on to the next thing. And now you can go and teach and give your love to another family who's going to be even more amazing. You know, Karen, there are people that are listening in our audience that are driving up and down I-5 or wherever they're trying to get home to. And they're saying, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You're talking to a dog. You're having a conversation with a dog. What is it's a it's a dog. It's just a dumb animal. What are you? Now, that's not that's not my opinion. But I, that I... is the opinion of some people that are that are listening to this program. And uh, first of all. I implore you to change your opinion, but, but, but secondly, what you are an animal communicator. So you have one step above being able to talk to the animal. You can actually have a communication with them and a conversation, right? Right. Right. So I get my information through, um, a lot of different ways, but, um, for me, I see it as, uh, pictures like a movie in my head they'll show me like a movie in my head. I'll hear words. I'll feel things in the body, or I'll just have a feeling about something. Like if they're, if they're having problems with their right hip, I'll get a pain that shoots through my right hip. And I know it's not me. Um, and I just know, like, sometimes I just know, but you know, it is, yes, there are skeptics. And when I was going through training, we had to do a lot, a lot, a lot of free sessions and just to get the feedback and you know, just time and time again, the dog would tell me things that there is just no way that I could guess, you know, details. Like my favorite toy is a pink bunny rabbit and it has the tail is chewed off, like things like that. So even if I, even I was a little skeptical, skeptical in the beginning, I thought, am I really getting this? Am I just hearing things or is this, am I really seeing this? Is this, this is true. 
And then the, their human would say, yeah, that's accurate. You know, that is accurate. So it had to have for me too. I mean, it had to happen hundreds. I had to go through hundreds and hundreds of sessions and to get the feedback of the accuracy to say, okay, I am confident in what I'm hearing and knowing and feeling and seeing to say that with a pretty good certainty that this is how the animal is feeling and what the animal is trying to tell me. So as you grew up in this, you began, began to trust yourself. Exactly. And trust yeah. what you what you were hearing. By the way, we're talking with Karen Thomas. And if you would like to talk to her today on the radio, if you've got a, a pet either living or past uh, the, uh, or a, a dog or a cat that's sick or has got problems, you can give us a call and she might be able to help you with that. So I'm put out the numbers here and Eric will pick up the phone when you call 425-373-5527 or 888-298-5569. So give us a call 425-373-5527 cuz she's a remarkable lady. She's got a sanctuary now. She's got and and you are really really passionate about this, aren't you? I am. I am. It, this, you know, I, like you said, I, I was tradition doing traditional nursing for 30 years and I worked in hospitals and with humans. And at the end of the day, I always came home and my dogs were my comfort on the weekends. I was at the shelters giving my life. Like that was my passion. That was my absolute passion. And not that it wasn't gratifying working with humans. It's just different. It's, it's a whole different ball game. We, so, get, we get cranky easily. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I know all about that. <laughs> and when we're old and we're tired and we're cranky, we can be really cranky. Yes. And the patient is always right. And we are always wrong. And we just have to suck it up and placate and placate and placate. And yeah. <laughs> That'd be awful. <laughs> but when I started transitioning from traditional Western medicine into more holistic approaches, I discovered an actual program called, I was taking Healing Touch for Humans. I was right at my certification level for that. And I, I realized that there was an actual school for Healing Touch for Animals. So I quickly jumped tracks. I just like, just changed directions. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is what I wanted. And I went through that. And that was a very structured course. I got my certification in that. Um, it, it's like Reiki, but there it's moving of energy and it involves animal communication and all sorts of amazing modalities. Very structured. It has a scope of practice, a standard of care. Um, Healing Touch for Humans is actually incorporated in hospitals nationwide, which is amazing. There's a lot of cancer treatment centers which utilize it. Um, so anyway, there's the one for dogs that I took for animals, excuse me. So I got my certification in that and we practiced on everything, you know, cows, horses, cats, dogs, and you name it. Like I worked on, I can work on pretty much any animal, snakes, anything. Um, and then no, I stay just, away from snakes. Uh, stay away from snakes. Yeah. yeah. My passion since I was a little girl was I love all animals. I really, really do. But the dogs just really just I connected with dogs. They stole my heart. So that's what I'm focusing on. And again, you know, there's a huge Miami-Dade Animal Services. There's over 400 adoptable dogs right now. So there's probably closer to 600 dogs in the facility. And when I went up there last month to be because I'm on their on their rescue partner team, 
I went to introduce myself to the coordinators. And I said, look, I'm right now, I'm just a tiny sanctuary. I can only take two or three dogs. And she said, yeah, but you want the most difficult ones. So we love that about you. Like you want, you know, give me the oldest one, the sickest one, the one that's been there the longest, you know, just the most unpretty one. I'll just say it. The most, uh, the ones that get overlooked. Um, The girl I'm getting next week, she's, you look at her picture People, she's every, she's a German shepherd, a senior German shepherd, um, eye conditions, ear conditions, um, mammary tumors, arthritis. She's got a whole medical list and her ears have um, old hematomas in them. So they just flop and she's crusty. And I looked at her and I'm like, you are perfect just off of her picture. So the plan is to get her, if she's healthy enough to get spayed, I think she's on the OR list for tomorrow, if I believe. I'm correct. And then I'll go pick her up on Tuesday, let her recover for a few days and she'll be part of the pack. That is simply amazing. And that's why on Wednesdays we like to do angels among us. And you are clearly an angel among us that is, that is here to help animals, Mm -hmm. especially when they get closer to uh, what we call the rainbow bridge or to crossing over. Right. Um, And what's that like for you? Because you, you know, I saw that this is audio. So people in their cars cannot see your face. But when we start talking about your big old fellow that's at home, you were, you lit up and you smiled ear to ear and you were really, you're really pleased to to be able to help these guys and and these gals and to get through the trouble they've got. And it seems like the more complex the situation, the, the higher your degree of empathy and wanting to help. Is that, does that Directly correlated. Absolutely. Because even the staff agreed at when I, I said, I want to look at Boobus. I want to meet him. And they're like, really? I said, yep. Because he was sitting in the corner. He was dripping with infection. Um, His eyes were goopy. His ears were goopy. His skin has lumps, bumps, warts, nodules, you name it, just everything all over his skin. I said, him. Yes. And it was, I fell in love with him immediately. And he's just made, it's, it's, I'm smiling ear to ear because I'm so proud of him. He's, he has had such a turnaround in two and a half weeks. It's unbelievable. It's just, he's a whole different dog. And, you know, I love to, to take those. I like to take the unpretty ones because it's the ones that have the most, most issues, because I know that they, they, you know, they, they won't stand a chance. They, they have a very slim chance, but I know, I know that their soul is perfect and beautiful. And even if they only have one day to live, I want that. I want that dog and I want to make it the best 24 hours. Like I just giving them their best last day is one of my specialties. And I do it with my own dogs. I do it with the sanctuary dogs. And I've been doing it with the shelter dogs for quite a while because I believe that transitioning into the next realm is a very, um, it's an, it's an honor. It's a rite of passage. And I believe that, that no animal should die alone if, if possible, even if it's just, they're too weak to do anything, even if I can just hold them and let them know, acknowledge the presence in this world and let them know that they mattered and that they were loved and that they were safe and that they're safe and supported and they can move on to their next journey. 
By the way, we're talking with Karen Thomas. She is a registered nurse, an animal communicator, an intuitive healer, and she works with geriatric dogs uh, who are near the end. And I want to ask you about a program that you use, which is to really create a best last day for the dog. And we, we need to take a break. But when we come back, we are going to talk about that. And you're going to tell us the steps that you take to make someone's last day worth living, if that's even possible. Well, we'll be right back. Stay with us. You're listening to, to KKNW 1150 AM. This is Positive Talk Radio. My name is Kevin McDonald, and we'll be right back. Do you believe in the combination of brain work and spirituality? Her grace and sense of humor have made Allison Roberts highly sought after. She's a cognitive behavioral expert with natural intuition. Allison has guided thousands of people all over the world to find their internal power. Visit A-L-L-Y-S-O-N-R-O-B-E-R-T-S.com for your free guided meditation today. My name is Kevin McDonald, and I created Positive Talk Radio on KKNW 1150 AM. And if you like what we're doing here, evolving ideas one conversation at a time, we have so much more to offer you on PositiveTalkRadio.net. Over 160 podcasts and growing. Great positive guests and many thoughts and ideas designed to help you and your family live life just a little bit better. You can even contribute to our work by becoming a member and receiving lots of cool stuff. Please check it out. I created PTR because now's the time for positive change and nothing else matters. Again, visit PositiveTalkRadio.net and thanks for listening. When you want to say more than words communicate, you can with flowers. Your custom boutique floral studio in Bothell, Washington is anaturaldesign.com, connecting you to nature through the language of flowers. Where your people are is where our flowers are beautiful. Your success is our goal. Now through New Year's Eve, here's your exclusive bonus for being our appreciated listener. Type in promo code Positive Talk Radio at checkout to receive $20 off your order. Our gift to you for being here with us today. anaturaldesign.com. Have you ever said, how did I do this again? Want to create your own powerful life? Well, Allison Roberts can help resolve the issues that keep repeating by creating a new outcome. She is one of the top 100 coaches in the world and will help you achieve your dreams. Email her at allison at allisonroberts.com or visit allisonroberts.com and receive a free guided meditation and discover all of her ongoing programs and events. Welcome back, everybody, to Positive Talk Radio here on KKNW, 11.50 a.m. It's a fine radio station, and I hope you will hang with us for the rest of the time. We're talking with Karen Thomas, who also, by the way, has a friend. Her name is Allison Roberts, and she is uh, one of the 100 top coaches in the world. She's going to be doing a program in October called Behind the Power. And Karen, would you like to talk about that just a minute before we talk about a pet's best last day? Yeah, Behind the Power is going to be a super empowering, inspiring, amazing three days of you know 13 plus wonderful speakers. We're all sharing our stories and it's, we have 
breakout rooms planned this year. And um, it's it's going to be very different than last year. It's it's going to be more interactive. We have panel discussions. It's it's a fabulous hotel, a little boutique hotel in Buckhead, Georgia, in downtown Atlanta. And um, I'm super excited for it. And they even have a swimming pool on the roof. Yes, it would have to be very very much heated for me in October. But yes, they do. <laughs> <laughs> You have to understand this is seattle in, in october it's 50 and you know and stuff so but, <laughs> but in any event i wanted to make sure that we got that out about her and the program because i think it's going to be really good because i've interviewed like most of the coaches and and speakers yeah. for the uh, event there were people that a couple of years ago karen and you, you know them i better than me mm-hmm. a couple of years ago they one gal was in bed watching television 20 hours a day um, she, and she wasn't getting up she wasn't doing anything now she is speaking in an event and going to be in front of hundreds of people it's a it really is a, a stark reminder of what we are capable of if we get the right guidance and the right coaching and and are in the, the right environment and so i'm really pleased to be part of it Absolutely. I mean, I was terrified of public speaking a couple of years ago, terrified. And now with, you know, amazing coaching and support and practice and, and the mindset work, it's like, okay, we can do this. That's right. And now you're on the radio in Seattle talking to millions and I dare say millions of people at the same time. (laughs) And I could talk about dogs all day long. So it's, it's, it's a (laughs) win-win. Yeah, absolutely. Now, <clears throat> to turn to a, a little bit more um, uh, serious topic, we're all going to have our last day. Every one of us gets uh, the opportunity or, or the reality that one day is going to be our last day. Mm-hmm. And most of us don't get the opportunity to have what you've termed your best last day. How do you help a dog transition over and have his let have his last day be one of his best days. So every case is different, as we know. Um, if, of course, if there's a tragic loss that can't be planned, but if there is a euthanasia coming up um, at the sh- with the shelter dogs, I would ask permission, and they know me by now. They know that I do this. That I'll actually talk to the animal, see what their state of health is try to get an idea of what their favorite things are, were, have been. And if they're strong enough, we'll do that. So I'll, I'll just give you an example. And I use this example a lot. This was, um, this is a favorite story I like to tell. So several years ago, somebody brought in an old, she's probably about 13 years old, really, really skinny boxer. And she had tumors everywhere and she could bear. I mean, she was just, she was so emaciated. Well, she had been used her whole life for breeding and they were done with her because she they couldn't breed her anymore. So they surrendered her. And obviously she was end of life um, with all of her tumors and cancer and whatnot. So I got, I gave her a bath. I got her all settled into the shelter and I had my little routine with her. And the next day they took her to the vet and they said, yes, we recommend euthanasia. So I said, can, can we just can we have our day? So they put it off for another day and I communicated with her and she told me that she was never given the attention 
in her life that her puppies always got. Like she was just pumping out puppies and they got all the attention and then she was bred again and the cycle continued. And she was never given that attention that she had craved. And um, she had mentioned the word, she showed me a crown and she mentioned, I heard the word princess. So I decided to throw her a princess party the next day in honor of her true princess spirit because deep down she was a princess. So the next day um, I brought in homemade pancakes because she had like no teeth left. So we did mushy food for breakfast. Um, and we, I actually, that evening I painted her toenails pink. So she was ready to go um, after her bath. I put her in a pink thunder shirt, which is a shirt that goes around the body and Velcros. It kind of gives them a hug because I knew I was taking her out in public. I didn't want anyone to see her body and pity her because that's a really bad energy. So we covered that up, we put a bandana on her and it was a really nice day. And she was, she was enough to walk. She was peppy enough to walk. And I kind of just telepathically connected with her. And instinctually I heard that she wanted to go to the beach. So I took her to the beach and she like galloped down the beach, like a middle-aged dog. I couldn't believe where she got this energy from. It was amazing. It was just a short burst of energy. She had so much fun. Um, oh, I ha even had angel wings on fairy wings on her, on her back. <laughs> we lost them on the beach, but that's okay. And then after that, um, I took her to our local health food store and we got a strawberry smoothie and she drank some of that. She was lapping that up. She thought that was fun. And I pranced her up and down the little in front of the shops there. And she was getting so much love and compliments. And there was strangers were saying, oh, happy birthday. And we were just letting it be what it was. And we were whatever they wanted to say to her, you know, we were celebrating. She was so happy. And that afternoon, um, we planned euthanasia for about 5 p.m. That was the end of the day. So I laid, we got her undressed and I laid down with her on a blanket and I had music on and I had my oils and I was just kind of massaging her and holding her paw. And I'm telling you, with the sedation alone, I don't even think the euthanol touched her. I mean, I think she just, she transitioned so fast and so peaceful. And she literally had a smile on her face as she transitioned into the next realm. It was, it was beautiful. Like it was like the one thing that she wanted. I'm, I'm just amazed. Do you, do you understand how rare you are? I would love to say that I'm not <laughs> because I would love to know that this happens other places, but sadly, maybe yes, I am rare, but it, it just brings me so much joy. And the other thing that I wanted to say is that uh, she was a breeder for 12 or 13 years and she gave them lots and lots of puppies who they turned into lots and lots of cash. And yeah. when she can no longer provide the cash, Yes. And they threw her out, yes. on, basically threw her out on her butt and and yeah. and didn't want to didn't want to deal with it anymore. If that is. <clears throat> if that is you, stop it. That's not appropriate behavior on how to treat somebody that has been in that basically has been your employee for all that time because you didn't. Right. Know, you know. Yeah. If you can't connect with an animal, if you can have compassion for an animal, don't have pets, please. Right. Don't make it your business. Do something else, please. <laughs> and, and if you can't, for whatever reason, if, if you can't take care of your animal, 
then then think of that ahead of time and yeah. uh, you know and don't and don't don't get that dog or cat because they are going to worship every the ground that you walk on and the and to then make them transition into a a, uh, a shelter and then hopefully get adopted because a lot of dogs don't get adopted right. um out of the shelters either right, right. Right, right, exactly. And, you know, when you bring an animal into your home, you are their whole world. You, I mean, the humans can go out and work and do all these things, but the animal depends on the human. Like they are at the mercy of the human and that is their world. So, yeah. They, they sit there for hours and hours on end, waiting, sitting there waiting for, when is he coming home? Is he coming mm -hmm. home yet? He's not, he, when is he coming home? Mm -hmm. And And then when you get home, they treat you like you are some sort of prince or princess yeah. that that is a wonderful person and stuff. Heck, my ex-wife didn't treat me that way. And that's why I had a dog. <laughs> Heard. <laughs> exactly. I, so, Karen, I just got I just and, and I mean this from the bottom of my heart. You are you are very special to be able to do that for a dog. And but I wanted to ask you, since you've been through a lot of this and you give this last day to dogs what is their opinion what is their thoughts around transitioning um definitely it's very neutral is the best way i can describe it um they definitely don't have the feelings associated with it that we have they view it in my experience they view it as a very natural part of the life cycle they don't fear it um and yeah, it's, it's, you know, I'm, I'm trying to think back. I can't think of a dog that ever said, oh, I wish I had more time. I don't want to go. I don't want to. There's just a lot of acceptance and, and surrender to what is in that, in that period, in that state of grace, right? They don't fight it. Um, if there's any, if there's any, I don't want to say fighting, but if there's, if there's anything that's going on, with the animal generally it's because the human is so incredibly distraught that they're losing their animal that they're reacting to that they don't want to see their person so so sad but again i have done this so many times with animals in shelter that we don't have influence of any other human it's just us so with that experience it's just pure it's a state of grace like they're it's accepting their grateful the gratitude that i get from them to be heard and seen i mean just like us we want to be seen we want to be heard we want to be acknowledged and just to let them know like just to have that eye contact with them and that touch and to say that you mattered in this world you made a difference like thank you for your light you made a difference it's there's so much gratitude do you think that in innately deep down they know what's happening and and that they're not scared to go on because they know they will go on? I think so. I do think so. Um because I don't feel that fear attached with anything. Like it's just I had a dog tell me one time it's just like going through a door. Like I'm here now and then I'm going to be over there. Like it was very matter of fact. So they do get it. I they, I believe they understand it. And, and I believe that just like us, they have their guardian angels that come in and, and assist and take them. Um, so, and I, and they're very sensitive to beings, you know, light beings, 
angels, masters, and I know they see much more than we do. So I do, I do believe that they know that they just instinctually know that it's their time. That, that really is phenomenal that, that they, they know it and they accept it and it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a very, very natural view. I mean, I wish we can learn from them as humans. I wish we can, we can take some of that just to decrease our fear just a little, I mean, just a little bit, it would be amazing because we just have so much fear surrounding death. Yes, we do. And, and we sanitize it so that, that, so we don't really ever experience it until, until we get to, and we all are going to get to at one point. Now I wanted to address something because you have worked with all kinds of animals and there are people that may be listening to this. I'm hoping not, but just in case there is one or two that um, some people do not believe that animals have souls. How wrong are they? Oh, so, so, so wrong. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if they don't, well, it's, it's crazy because they, they must not, if they don't believe that they must not have had any pets, because if you, if you have pets, you can clearly see whether you believe that or not, you can clearly see they have, they have different personalities, right? Yeah. So where does that come from? If that's not part of a soul, where, where, you know, what is that? But they very much do. They very, very much have souls and the animals that come in, our pets that come into our lifetime in this lifetime, we have, I believe that we have pre-contracted that with them. And it was, you know, it was pre pre-contracted that we were to, they're going to come into our life and to teach us certain lessons. And, you know, we learn from them, they learn from us and yeah, they're, they're on a mission. They're on a soul growth journey too, just like we are. You know, I learned just how smart uh, my dog was one time because uh, my parents uh, for their 50th anniversary took the entire family to Hawaii, Mm -hmm. except for the dogs, of course. So I didn't have any, but since the whole family was going, I had no one to leave Crockett with. So we took him to a, um, a place for him to stay for a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. And we checked it out and made sure it was a nice place. And they assured us it was a nice place and all of that. Well, we go and get him and he gets in the car and he will not look at me. <laughs> I tried to say, hi, Hawaii. He would not talk to me. He would not look at me. He was pissed. <laughs> Because I had, I, I'm the alpha male. I was the head of the troop and I left him there for two weeks and it took him two days to forgive me. Yeah. It's funny. Cause how much preparation did you give him? Did well, you see, him? I, I didn't know anything at the time. So right. all we did is took him and drop him off rather than saying, rather than sitting yeah. down and having a dad to son talk yeah. about, we're going to Hawaii and we're going to have a great time yeah. and I'll send you mental pictures and, yeah. and, 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 and yeah. I'll keep you informed as to our progress. And no, we didn't, we didn't do that. Right. So that, that's why he was just left like, what, you know, no, no warning. No, no, I don't even know where they are. And they just left and nobody gave me any instructions and how long am I going to be here? So I do, I tell my clients, like they want to know, they really want to know. And I do, I talk to my dogs out loud. I say, I'm going to the grocery store. I'll be back in an hour. You know, your job is to just keep the couch warm while I'm gone and you're safe and I'll be back. But if 
I do tell my clients, if you go on vacation, let them know exactly where you're going, how many days you're going to be, who's going to be watching them while you're gone. And then while you're gone, exactly, send them mental postcards because they'll get it. It's telepathy. They'll get the message. They will get the message. And I wish I knew then what I know now because it was going, it was completely different. Yeah. And uh, it would have changed his life. And the other thing was we, we bought food and every time I talk about Crockett, I'm going to tell this story. Uh, We bought food from a grocery store. Um, After his passing, I looked at what was in the food, never thought about looking at what was in the food before. And it had bone meal and other things that you should never feed your animal. And he died at eight years old of stomach cancer. And um, so feed your dog well, spend a little bit more money. And if you can't afford before you get a dog, and if you can't afford to feed them well, don't get your dog. Would that be your, is that good advice? That's really good advice. Um, You know, last time we talked, we said that the whole dog food industry can be a whole podcast in and of itself because there's some really, really, it's not regulated the way it should be. And there's, like you said, there's parts and from rendering facilities and, you know, they're getting metabolized euthanasia medications. They're getting ground up cancer tumors and diseased organs and things that an animal should not be consuming. It's just not life sustaining. I mean, it's, you know, like you said, it's, it's probably cancerous. Um, So I do, I highly encourage the healthiest diet you possibly can, can get them on because the cost of food is going to save you money in the long run with vet bills. Trust me on that because cheap food brings all sorts of health issues. I had to laugh. I have a good friend and she works with me to do positive talk. And uh, by the way, this is positive talk radio, go to positive talk radio.net. And you can, by the way, I don't have 160 episodes. I lied. I have 225 and I apologize for that. Um, But um, I had to laugh because they have the, they have this little dachshund and it was dinner time and they were thinking, Oh, well, there's a salmon here. We'll have the salmon. And, uh, and, and, and the significant other said, no, that's her meal. Then what are we going to eat? I don't care what we eat, but she's having the salmon. And that's, <laughs> so, <laughs> so, and that's the commitment that we all need to make to our fur friends because they deserve it from us. They give us every ounce of their love every day of their lives and they deserve to have a good life. That's right. And I think that's a very valid public service announcement. And I'm glad that you continue to repeat it because most people don't know. They just think that the industry is regulated and everything is safe for human consumption as well as animal consumption. And it's just not true. If you listen to this show at any any length at all, you know that at one time I was a, a chicken salesman. And one of the things that happens with chickens when you get done with the taking the breasts off and the wings off and the legs off and the and, and the feet that actually goes to Asia, believe it or not, um, then they what's left of anything is ground up and they have a dog food company. And that dog food company is uh, sells to Walmart and it's it's called Bolo brand. And uh, it's a, and it's basically just the junk that's left over from the parts and the bones and the fragments and all that, all that stuff. So 
get a get food from a rep, reputable pet dealer or and and make sure that it is what's good for your dog or cat and by the way their coat's going to be better their energy is going to be better their um uh so solid uh, uh, poop is going to be better. It's yes, their digestive process is going to be better, right? Oh, thank you. I wish I had said it that way. <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> that would have been much better because you can always tell them when your dog's not happy or healthy is when his poop is not healthy and happy. That's and, right. So. And thankfully, there's a lot of, of um, companies getting on the bandwagon with healthier foods and ingredients it's the market is getting competitive which i love i love that so hopefully we can continue educating and it's easier resources are easier to find the more we talk about it the more information gets out there and, right. and people will say you know what i heard on the radio that, that and and uh, it and i can guarantee you, i've done some research it's all true this is yeah. this is not fake news yeah. this is this is actually what's going on yeah. and I, I can prove it so yeah. Um, but by the way, we're talking with Karen Thomas. I want you to go get on a plane to go to Atlanta, Georgia in uh, October and see her speak. I think it would be a wonderful time. As a matter of fact, she's speaking on narcissism, and we didn't even have a chance to touch on that today. That's not a fun topic anyway, but yes. <laughs> As a survivor of narcissistic abuse, I pretty much grew up around them. Um yeah, and I, I naturally gravitated into those types of relationships, and I was totally unaware that I was unaware. And once I realized it, it's like, whoa. So I've been, I've been doing a lot of work and healing from that, and that's been an amazing journey. And I'm so grateful. <laughs> You've had quite the life, I have to say. It's been, it's been full. <laughs> <laughs> and you're and you're not gone you're not done yet you still have uh, dogs to bathe and to take care yes. of and and to get rid of all of their maladies and, and yes. stuff and to give them the best life and the best last day yes uh, my passion it, it's a, it's a beautiful passion and uh you live in a beautiful place and you're doing you're doing great work and i want to thank you for it thank you kevin i appreciate that you should come down and visit us yeah they got snakes down there i don't think so <laughs> <laughs> you were not near the Everglades. You're safe down here. <laughs> okay, okay, but I have to stay inside because I'll burn up if I go outside. You know? Okay. We have I sunscreen. know, like, like Eric said, there's something called sunscreen. Yes, we have reef safe sunscreen. Sunscreen that will not destroy the reefs down here. So you are perfectly safe. Well, that's good news. That's, uh -huh. that's always good. We just have a minute left. I want you to uh -huh. be able to say anything that you would like to say to our audience right now. Hmm. Well, I think I need to say again to please not give up on your dreams and your passions. It's never too late to start something. Um, really go for it because you will find that when you follow your dreams and your passions, your life takes on a whole new direction. Uh, you can say that again. Uh, my passion is uh, one of these days I'm going to start a radio show. And I'm going to do that because that's what I'd really like to do. And uh, um, by the way, I started my first show today was at 10 o'clock this morning. It's five o'clock today. I've done like back to back to back to back all day. And I'm still here, doggone it. And so, you're still having fun and looking great. <laughs> and thank you so much. You're, you're a liar. But have a great day, everybody. And, and be kind to one another because, you know, each other's all we got. We'll see you Friday. Have a good day. Mm -hmm.